Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson. And I'm Nellie Shudo. And today we have on our friend Chris Yates, who's a Park City's father of four, all around great guy and a sports expert. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you. And it's exciting to be here. Uh, four? Do I actually have four kids? That's kind of... <laughs> Is it more? And then, a, and then a good guy. I'm trying to figure out what facts are right here. <laughs> Didn't you lose one? Didn't two of our kids just take off on an yeah, airplane? Yeah, <laughs> they took off on an airplane, yes. So my background, sports, I've been in sports since 19... Oh my goodness, I'm going to date myself here. 1987. Oh, so, that was a Interesting story here. I'll tell you how I got into it. I just love sports. I want to be a sportscaster. And uh, back then, ESPN and CNN were like top dogs. CNN Sports was really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to go get a job at CNN. I was a sophomore in college, and I just drove there. And my friend says, uh, what do you mean? I said, let's just go. Let's go. We'll get a job there. <laughs> so I drove and showed up at CNN, and they're like, um, there's like a two-year waiting list. We're like, well, we'll start today for free. And they're like, well, in, all the interns work for free. I'm like, okay, this is not good. So we started waiting tables in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. We drove from Austin to Atlanta. This is how I got my career started. This is very important. So I showed up in Atlanta. So we started showing up every single day. We're back. We're back. <laughs> We're back. 14 straight days. They were laughing so hard, they started making bets on us. They will not show up again. Two to one odds. Two to one odds. <laughs> they started betting on it. Finally, by day 14, they hired us, and we worked there for two months. Did they hire you for pay? No. Okay. <laughs> That's 1980, 1988, 87. They don't pay back then. It's no, an this internship. Is what, this is what I keep telling yeah. my kid who's yeah. doing an internship for my brother right now at CNN. Same yeah. thing. And like he's doing it online because that's yeah. how it has to be right now. And I told him the same thing. I'm like, he's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to like, I said, you're going to listen and just do what they tell you to do. Yep. And if you were in studio, you'd be getting coffee. Yeah. And just sitting there and listening, and you don't get paid. That's how it goes. It's, that's <laughs> the way it rolls. Yeah. And then fast forward, so then blah, 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 did little small towns, Laredo, San Antonio, Tyler, and then got my big break in Dallas, Market 4, which is why I'm here mm-hmm. now. Very impressive. Um, 1995, I heard they had a job opening for a small role as a producer, big whopping 28000 a year. <laughs> but I was only 27, so that's <laughs> great money. Um and showed up, and uh, they said, okay, thanks for coming by. We appreciate it. And I'm like, I didn't get the job. I said, look, when are you hiring the new person? They said, in about a month. I said, okay, I'll work for a month. Okay, let me go see if we can do that. I sit in his desk. The phone rings. I answer his phone. Hello? Hey, Kevin, is this you? I said, yes, it is me. I'm not Kevin. <laughs> That's the guy. I don't know who Kevin is. He goes, Jerry Jones is about to be sued by the NFL. I'm like, really? Don't tell anybody I told you. No problem. Boom. (laughs) Go to the newsroom. Say, we need to get a live truck out to Valley Ranch right now to break this story. They're like, who the hell are you? I'm like, I'm the new guy you just hired. (laughs) (laughs) And I lasted there 15 years. Oh, my gosh. Those are Amazing stories. I love it. But I feel like if you did either one of those scenarios at this day and age, you'd be escorted straight to jail. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. I think you have to have some balls yeah. to yeah. get into the, in the, the sports business. And speaking you have of, to. You've got four kids. Yeah. 
we all know in this neighborhood how sports are like, do, are they coming back? How do you feel about sports coming back? How do you feel having a football playing kid? Yeah. You've got kids in sports. Do you want them to come back? What's that's your a, thought? That's a great question. So <clears throat> I'm watching, we'll do the national scale, but obviously we want to focus locally. Yeah. Um, but let's focus on the national because they got the big money. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of seeing two versions. One, the bubble, the NBA, mm-hmm. they're keeping everybody isolated and there's been no problems. MLB, has already have issues, and yep. they're only three days in. Yep, they're already and sick. And the, the Florida Marlins. Yeah, it's I wanted to It's a travel aspect. So we're a local group. We're kind of a bubble. We're called the Bubble. Bubble yes. Lounge. Thank yep. you very yes. much. <laughs> How about that little segue there? Um, the Bubble Lounge. But if you keep everybody in a bubble, we're not. our kids aren't traveling too much. Now, they're going to go to games and stuff. It's gonna be it's gonna be dicey. I don't know if high school football is gonna play this year. I really don't. Yeah. And they want to. Um, it's not as big money as college football, and we'll get into that later. Because college football, you know, Texas Longhorns, for instance, I'll give you an example. They're they would lose about one hundred and seventy five million dollars for that university if they don't play college football. Wow. Yeah. And Highland Park football is not going to lose that kind of money. Mm-hmm. They could lose a little bit, but. How much are they really willing to lose? I don't know. Uh, it always comes down to money, one, mm-hmm. and two, safety. Yeah. So I just don't know how safe it is around. Nobody knows. I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, it is. It is. And the thing, too, is I think it's going to be individual decisions. I think some parents are going to say no. Some parents are going to say yes. Um, I'm not a fearful person. So, yes, all this COVID, coronavirus is awful. It's terrible. But, you know, at some point, you've got to move forward. You've got to live. And I always think this, too. Normalcy is very important for our mental state. Yes. Okay? And so when – and I, I know sports, but it's also entertainment, sports, movies. Everything has been shut down. And so we need to get back. Even if it's a little bit of normalcy, we have to have that. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. So – um but obviously the safety, it's, it's a hard decision. But, Chris, it, but I'm going to let my kids play. Okay. But Chris, the flip side of that is, and I see your point 100%, but 14 of the Marlins tested positive. I know. And three played that had it on Sunday, correct? Correct. So Now I, it's 17 today. Yeah. Three so more. I just yeah. feel like as soon as everyone gets together as a group playing sports, you know, droplets are coming off everyone. <laughs> They're spreading. Yeah. So, I mean... That's the flip side of it is, yes, they need this, but at the same time, as soon as they get in a big group, things are going to start spreading and an outbreak is going to happen. Yeah, I don't – look, I'm like I said, I'm not a doctor. I'm a sports person. Yeah. <laughs> I want sports, but I want it to be safe. No, I agree. So with you. how do you balance that? Well, part of me thinks, honestly, part mm-hmm. of me thinks we're seeing a little bit of a leveling off. Part of me feels if they could just push it to January, if mm-hmm. they could just push things out, yeah. we would be in a better position. That's my thought today. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that way last week, and it may be different right. next week. Right. And you change your mind all the time because things are constantly changing. Well, who who are the smartest people? People from the freaking Ivy League. You know what the Ivy League is doing? No. They've canceled fall sports, and they're yeah. moving it to the spring. Yeah. So I'm almost like, hmm, Harvard, <laughs> Princeton, <laughs> Yale people are saying, we're not doing this. Cornell, yeah. we're not doing this. Mm-hmm. So. You know, they're smarter than me. So I'm thinking, hmm, maybe that's the route to take. The problem is, once again, we want to focus on local. It's not the money. Big sports is big money. These athletes don't want to lose money. The, the owners don't want to lose money. The, the teams don't want to lose money. 
money is driving this. Let's be honest. It's yeah. a driving factor, and they're willing to sacrifice to, to, to do this. Well, maybe the way to do it is to keep our kids trained mm-hmm. and keep them at a distance and keep them trained for football and in shape. Because, you know, I, my son's a yeah. runner. You know, keeping him in shape is very important. Maybe that's the compromise, mm-hmm. you know? But, you know, speaking of that, it makes me think, I mean, Martha and I have been talking about how we're so sick of our husbands, and now there are no <laughs> sports. Now there are no sports coming up on TV. What the hell you know and what about what about fantasy football and everything else how are you going to deal with that well the nfl is going to play no doubt they're going to play they don't mm-hmm. they're 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 adamant they are determined even the president has said nfl needs to play the owners are saying they're going to play now they've canceled preseason and stuff so uh there will be fantasy football Guys, don't worry. There <laughs> and will wives, be. say, yeah. and women, yeah. ladies. Yeah, Thank yeah, goodness. true. Right, Nelly. Yes. Yeah. Well, you t- you said the men. You said the yes. men. You said the husbands first. So yeah, women should play fan. I've always tried to get my wife to start a women's fantasy football. Like I think, and the only reason I do it selfishly because I want her to watch the damn games. <laughs> <laughs> like so if, she gets into if it. She gets into she it. Yeah. What she, if we started fantasy ice skating? <laughs> <laughs> and we were like betting on it. Does she get a 10? Yeah. Fantasy <laughs> shopping. <laughs> I think I think y'all should do a fantasy football deal. But I think be, I think the NFL is going to play. They're just yeah. they're determined to. So, okay, so speaking of that, so what about college football? Like, uh, you know, the OU game would yeah. be coming up in a couple months. Yeah. That Texas OU, it's so huge for yep. our neighborhood. Yep. You know, boomer so, sooner, Chris. Yeah. Uh, hook them horns. <laughs> Chris and I go to rivals. Uh, yeah, we do. And we've seen each other at the game before, so we have like a little friendly <laughs> yeah. rivalry here. I'm a Texas Longhorn. But uh, that game has to stay at the State Fair, and supposedly I'm hearing reports that they're going to do a home and home for two years. I so, read that too. So what it does looks, that mean? That means instead of playing this year in Dallas, <clears throat> the Longhorns are going to play in Norman, Oklahoma. Okay. And the next year, OU will play in Austin. Okay. So they'll they'll uh, avoid the state fair this year because the state fair is canceled. So they're just they're thinking more money going to back and back homeschools. And what about the audience? So the audience, there's a, it, it depends on the universities, and it depends on. <clears throat> The, the, the teams. Mm-hmm. So I hear some teams are saying only 25% of fans. I hear about 50%. 50% has been the cap so far. Uh, like the Dallas Cowboys are saying 50% fans. Texas Longhorns are also saying 50% fans. Isolation, higher up. They won't be near the players. But to me, it's interesting. Like the NBA and MLB, they have no fans. Yeah, Did you they hear have about those cutouts? Have you heard about the cutouts? <laughs> yes, Martha and I yes. want to cut out. We just want to cut out of ourselves just to so place one, the Snyder Plaza mm-hmm. and yeah. everywhere else. <laughs> so this this one guy bought five thousand dollars of cutouts. He's in the front row of like seven <laughs> sections. That's and, hilarious. Yeah, and it's like all you see is this one guy. <laughs> and if a ball hits him, oh he wins the ball in a hundred dollars. Ooh, that's hilarious. That's so he he's, thinks he's, he's going to get his money back. Yeah, good odds. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk predictions. And I know you already talked about the Ivy Leagues, and since I'm an Ivy League person, I can say (laughs) we know that there's no real football there. Okay, what we're really worried about is, you know, Bama and Texas and other schools. What's your prediction on that? Well, let's – I'm looking at right now, first off, focusing on Major League Baseball. They have 60 games. There's a difference. So I'm going to give this analogy. Major League Baseball is 60 games, so they are traveling too much. Or college football – only has 12 games, 13 games. So they're only going to travel six times. I think you can contain that better. 
Does that make sense? It does. Where Major League Baseball, they're going to be traveling 20 times. Yeah. So that's a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. where that's why I think everyone's like, is college football going to make it? I don't think Major League Baseball is going to make it. They've already had an issue in the first week because it's too much travel. They're not keeping people contained. Mm-hmm. College football, I think you can keep people contained. They play a game. It's not, here's the issue. Baseball, you play a three-game series. So you travel and you're in a city for three days. Football, you can fly in that night and you play the next day and get out of there that night. So you're in and out within one day. And there's not as much travel. So I think that is a huge difference is the key of you're, you're not being exposed as much. Baseball is being exposed 60 times more than college football. You're talking about just the travel itself, being on an I, airplane yes. and the travel. Okay. Yeah, right. I just think and there's so, too so much people, travel, yeah. too much people going to hotels. You're going, I mean, and mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're moving a lot. Where college football, you're going in and out of a city within one day. Yeah. The other places you're staying for three and four days. Well, Chris, the only game I really care about is Texas OU. And no matter if it's in Austin or Norman, I can't wait for OU to beat Texas this year. So here's interesting about that. (laughs) You're a Sooner, Boomer Sooner. Yes. You're supposed to say OU Texas, but you said Texas OU. Oh, Longhorn fans say Texas OU. And Sooner (laughs) fans hate that we say Texas OU. And they always say it's called OU Texas. And you are not a true Sooner because you got it backwards. (laughs) So thank you so much for... For clarifying that. I think she and was being kind to our guests. Yeah. Right, Martha? No, this, this, <laughs> yes. is, this is what happens, actually. I am a Texan, native Texan, okay. and I grew up calling it Texas OU. Now, when yep. I'm around an OU person, I subconsciously know to say it OU Texas. Okay. But because you are a Texas person, I subconsciously switched it. So it depends on who I'm talking to directly. Gotcha. And trust me, my OU friends get on to me anytime they hear me say, and blah, you, blah, blah, yeah. you just got caught. <laughs> yeah, you got busted. Your OU friends right now are really ticked at but, you. But you know, and you've done horns down before, I guarantee you. I have. We of all have, course, of course. Yeah. Of course, of course, of course. But you know what I'm really upset about? I always enjoyed waiting an hour for my Fletcher's corny dog at that game. I'd always be late getting back to the second half of the game. And I'm really disappointed that we're going to miss out on that opportunity this year. Oh, the State Fair. It's it's one of the best college traditions in in football uh, because – it's split half and half, and people don't understand the magnitude of the the energy because the crowd, like if you go to a home game and the team is getting killed, the crowd is dead. The crowd is never dead in that game because someone's doing a good play. Right, right. So it's either one side or the other, and then they feed off each other. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. So that's going to be someone would have missed, but I hope in a couple of years it'll come back. Oh my God! Not a call. I hope it comes back next year. Yeah, let's not let's not I think know. that far out. But I know. Chris, that was so informative. Thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely, it was my pleasure. Nelly, what, <laughs> Nelly, wasn't that awesome information from Chris? I loved what he said about the traveling thing, NFL versus college. I thought that was a really interesting point. You know, I thought his points were all amazing just about our own kids and about college football, et cetera. Mm-hmm, definitely. Know? But you know what? I'm still so upset that I can't get my Fletcher's corny dog. Well, I hear you, but let me tell you, we've got a big surprise for you because we're bringing the corny dog to you through Amber Fletcher, who's our next guest on the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me back. So, Amber, we heard that the State Fair of Texas is canceled for the first time, like, ever. And when I heard the news, the first thing I could think of is what the heck is going to happen with Fletcher's corny dogs and what's going on with Amber. Tell us how you received the news and what was your reaction. I first heard about the news of the State Fair canceling when I checked Facebook in the morning, and one of the employees had posted 
that the fair was canceled. And so I immediately, you know, went to Twitter and just saw all these news articles um, about the cancellation of the state fair. And I just immediately started crying for a few minutes, um, just thinking about, you know, our customers and our employees and just the family, you know, tradition that we've been doing for 78 years and how all of that was going to stop. Um, and then in my head, I heard my publicist's voice saying, Amber, you need to get your hair done, get your makeup on, because you're going to be going out and there's going to be interviews about this. And started getting dressed and had to kind of put my smile on and go out and just talk about, you know, the devastating effects that it was going to have. Well, I can see that because y- you and your family really are a Texas institution. Uh, it's been a long, long history of being a part of the State Fair and the OU game, et cetera. Uh, but it seems like you guys have adapted pretty well. I mean, as you said, you put your makeup on, you did your pictures, you met with your publicist. How have you all adapted during this time? I feel like we're still learning. Um, just the response from our customers has been so incredible. They still want their Fletcher's Corny Dogs, even though the fair is canceled. And, you know, we were fortunate that in 2016, we had our first concession trailer, and then we added two food trucks in 2019. And they have just been a lifesaver for the family, for the family business, and our employees we still get to have with us. And then most importantly, bringing Fletcher's Corny Dogs outside the State Fair of Texas so people can still have that experience and that tradition that they're also used to having as well. Yeah, I can imagine that's a, it, just seeing the trucks go by would make me feel at ease. Don't you agree, Martha? Absolutely. Like, it, well, I will have to say, your publicist has done an incredible job of getting you in the press because every time I get on Facebook or Instagram, there you are at a new location. Like every other day, I see you somewhere new. So tell me about that. It sounds like you guys are super busy. We are. We had been doing events all summer, um, just local neighborhoods and pop-ups. Um, but then when the fair canceled, you know, it the demand did increase quite a bit and we've received hundreds of messages um, anywhere from people saying, you know, we love you and we support you to, hey, come to my come to my church or come to my business or come to my house. You know, we will set up, you know, an event and have Fletcher's Corny Dogs and um, the response has been overwhelming. Our family has been so grateful um, just that people still want to have a Fletcher's, you know, even though the fair is canceled. Um, so we've been doing events Almost every day. Oh my gosh! Well, you're such a like a bright spot on social media. I've always thought that. Like, I love checking you out, and um, the outpouring I've seen on your social media of support is pretty incredible. I mean, that must make you feel good. It it really does. You know, I think it's partly that you know I've lived in the area um, my entire life, and the fact that Fletcher's has been part of Dallas history, you know, for almost eighty years. So after eighty years, you start to build up quite the fan base. Um, but seeing the support has been so encouraging to just, you know, keep moving on, um, pivot, recreate, um, and that's what we're trying to do. That is so key right now. And speaking of your social media, I want to talk about who knew that corny dogs could make good fashion. If you guys could see her, which we'll post a picture, <laughs> she has on leggings with corny dogs on them, a t-shirt with Texas as a corny dog at the top. Tell me about all this cool merch you guys have been cranking out. Well, my dad was always um, kind of a fashionable man, and I have tried to follow his footsteps in that. But we just have had a great team of designers with Gangway Advertising that has helped design some new things. Um, a friend of mine started working on these leggings like four years ago, and it was just this um, project kind of in the back. And then last year, um, she reminded me, so we have leggings and t-shirts and dog shirts and coffee cups. and But you know, it's just part of like brand love and brand loyalty. 
And um, I mean, people get really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Well, and you've got an event coming up in August, right? Where where all of our audience can come see you. Yes, we will be at our Redeemer Church in School at um, Park and Bodecker on August 11th from I believe three to seven. And so we'll be out there doing corny dogs and funnel cakes and curly fries and lemonade. So Amber, you've got me thinking about this. I'd really love to hire you for my neighborhood block party. What's your availability? Can I can I get you to come out to our block? Fletcher's would love to come to your neighborhood, but you better book us now for November because we are already booked through Halloween with pop-ups that are going to be all over the Metroplex, you know, Dallas, Fort Worth, Waxahachie, Denton, Keller, uh, McKinney. So we have a lot of public pop-ups to help kind of meet that demand that we're seeing. Um, But we are still doing neighborhood pop-ups. You just got to book them about, you know, two, three months in advance right now. Once the season kind of dies down, then the availability will come back up. So basically anyone could come to these events? Anybody can come to these events as long as you're social distancing and wearing a mask. Well, you've done such a great job of really, you're a great example for local businesses of how you can adapt and, and you know, turn it into a gold mine. I think it's amazing that you're you're so booked up. Thank you. We really appreciate that. You know, Fletcher's is a local business. We've been in Dallas for almost 80 years. And, you know, we still consider ourselves a small local business because, you know, we have less than 10 key employees. And so it's, um, we all have multiple roles that we're filling right now. Amber, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you let us know how we can find you and book you guys? Yes, you can find us at Fletcher'sCornyDogs.com or send an email to info at Fletcher'sCornyDogs.com. Sounds great. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. That's been another episode of The Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson. And I'm Nellie Shudo, and we'll catch you next time.